With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast MBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with Chuck, and not with John, who is sitting inside a blow dryer. He's on the road. Of uh, driving his big rig eastbound I'm and down. I'm in the channel. I'm in the channel between France and England. Can you turn off your air conditioner? I was like, can you not lean out the window and hold your phone right above the roaring <laughs> pavement? <laughs> so on a scale of one to uh, like Bill Simmons skyping someone, how bad does it sound? Keith's mad. He's it, he's no, visibly it sounds upset. Like it sounds like when the Chris Vernon show called Sony, Sony Vaccaro last week. And I was like, this is an old man who doesn't know how to use a phone right now. Mm. I don't think he's in the Guilty. same room. He's not in the uh, same almost. room as his phone. You got an, I'm, I'm your old auntie trying to use Skype for the first time. Uncle Grandma. I don't know I don't know why. I'm in probably the nicest car I've been in in a long time. And I'm not actually driving, but uh, I am oh. using the uh, Who's driving? The, the Atlanta's. We... <laughs> Are you that? on the Marta? <laughs> No, I just have a driver. Say hello, Leon. This is amazing. Hey, Leon. Leon, what's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, Leon, can you take not- John to Turner Studios in Atlanta, where right. I know they have audio equipment we and microphones just drop me off. and uh, internet? So, John, you're going to do the whole podcast with another man in the car with you. Uh, well, I'm almost to my destination. Oh, you're so. driving. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully I will get out and walk around. I'm I'm headed to the Varsity. Ooh, oh, classic. Famed Atlanta eatery. Hot dogs. Is We're the, getting off the exit now. Is the Varsity any good? Yes. Hot takes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Varsity's great. I mean, I, ha- I haven't had it in like eight years. I think eight years last time I had they, it. It's nothing. Uh, it's been a long time. I've gone almost every time I've driven through yeah. Atlanta. And my sister lives there, so it's, you know, but it's been a couple years since I've seen her, but it's solid. So, it's I would say it's burger. better than, you know, I. We don't, we don't count the varsity as a fast food chain, right? Oh, okay. no. Because there's, there's only a few. That's it's better than it's any fast, fast food. food. It is fast food. Yeah. And it is a, a staple and an iconic Atlanta restaurant. But that that's why it, you it go there. It used to be one of those places that in the Yelp era has gone fully extinct where it's like, oh, it's great. The employees are mean to you. They are so mean. No, but they're that's angry. Over. They just, that doesn't happen anymore. No, they're smiling. Those places don't exist. Right. Those places, much to my father's chagrin, in the Yelp era, are gone. You can't just be mean to people. Unfortunately. You'll get that one star, and then your entire business model falls apart. No, some some places rely on it. They're like, hey, this place makes me feel inadequate, so uh, I'm going to complain on the internet, and then it boosts your bona fides. Which one? I, I can't think of a single one that still does it. They've all stopped doing it. Oh, Oh, Yelp? No, but you don't have no, a choice. No, no, like no, they've all stopped. All the places that were famous for being mean have stopped doing it. Have I you been have to arrived. a nightclub in Miami? <laughs> uh, I, I typically avoid such places. We should go. It'll make you feel good. Well, I think you the- have those. 
you want a See certain Leon. level. Oh, now he's, are you wrestling Leon? <laughs> Leon? Are you wrestling Leon? Is Leon okay? I just got out of the car, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> just we allowed. never spoke, Leon and I. Good. No. That's what's, that's five stars. Right there. We had one conversation when I got, uh, when I got in, like when you first called and I'd like had to like explain to him what was going on first. Right. But well, I'm not talking about bar service, Chuck. Bar service is horrible everywhere. Mm. But no, I mean, those restaurants where people are like, Oh, yeah, yeah, what do you want? No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, well, you, no, yeah, yeah. Or, or, well, that's like the the, last place is maybe Dick's Last Resort. (laughs) That's a bar. That's a chain of bars. You know what still does it? Cheese steak places still do it. They do. What about that place in Chicago? Uh, the is the something about the Wiener Circle? Wiener Circle. I've been there. They still yell at you, right? I met Ronnie Woo Woo at the Wiener Circle, Wiener Circle in uh, Boys Town a couple years back. What? Yeah. Listen to the sentence you just said. Ronnie Woo Woo. You know who I'm All talking right. about? I don't. Very famous really Chicago fan. Here, so I'm going to go inside. Isn't that apropos? Talking about Chicago, and it's windy. That's good. Well, does the varsity, importantly, will they serve you a breakfast? Do they have anything breakfast on the on the menu? Uh, I don't think so. I don't right? think so. Oh, I don't think so either. It's too bad. Have you yeah. had breakfast, John? I haven't. I've been very bad. Um, I haven't had breakfast, and I just now remember that this podcast is about basketball. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, this isn't your movie one. Do you have your notes about The Revenant in front of you? It's pronounced mm-hmm. The Revenant, and mm-hmm. no, I will be seeing the Mark Wahlberg classic Mile 22, Insta, Insta classic Mile 22 tonight. It's going to take me forever to listen to your movie podcast john right. because you only seem to review new movies mm-hmm. right i can't see like i no. I, I hate spoilers like i don't watch trailers right. i right. hate spoilers so much so it's gonna be well, I, I like kind of don't worry about the demographic of uh dads who've lost their lives right oh that is actually the key podcast demographic I, it is. is it it's a, oh, no. yeah, it's our base yeah. Have you seen what's on Slack? My demographic for that for that podcast is so tiny that it, there's no way it could ever d- work as anything other than something for me to do for fun because no one goes to the movies, especially now that MoviePass is dying. Yep. Uh, it was a MoviePass podcast, and MoviePass has died. I am a entrepreneurial genius. One of mm. my one of my greatest regrets is missing the MoviePass era. Being, oh, it was being at home during the MoviePass era with children, mm-hmm. unable to destroy their business model i saw that from afar and said i'm not wasting my time everyone did not gonna do that except for the investors that's i'm not gonna waste my time even signing up for it because it's gonna be gone in three months that doesn't make any sense chuck you're wasting your time there's no thousands of dollars worth of movies yeah i'm sorry i was was running a business seven days a week forgive me but what i was saying is by the time we don't want to do this you don't want (laughs) yeah we don't want to do this (laughs) yeah i missed the movie past days and i had to contort reality to make myself not sad you're right guys (laughs) movie pass was great you just got to see movies for free for like a year yeah it was chuck did you at least have breakfast i did what'd you have I had a, a a chocolate chip uh cookie. It was peanut butter M&M chocolate chip cookie and a glass of milk. Hey John, can you I know you're inside a restaurant. Uh is there somewhere you can go that's not inside a restaurant that's not windy? Johnny boy. Yeah, what? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hear anything. Uh, yeah, right. I know, buddy. We got to <laughs> do a show. I can't hear you guys. I'm impressed by the 
the cookie breakfast, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Man after my own heart. I went for a ch- chocolate chip, my, peanut butter M&M. My Honestly. own breakfast was uh, a throwback to the Patreon video I put up. I had some more of those Dippin' Dots cereal. Oh, my gizzle. It's not very good. I walked in and saw the Dippin' Dots box. The carcass. Drone, the yeah. carcass. The oh, guts yeah. just sitting on the table. I felt like It felt like a Christmas tree after, you know, like January. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. thrown to the side. It was just it, all of its use is gone. Was that a spaceship? John? Yeah, a spaceship just <laughs> took off, John. What was that noise? <laughs> we lost him uh, again. John, John's been lost twice. Yeah, we'll I just think. I'm we'll, outside. I'm outside. I, there's I, cars. There's a one. No, no, there was a. Uh, it sounded like a UFO. It was like a theremin <laughs> mixed with a, a, a trombone yeah. mute. It sounded like it something. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Something just took off. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, we love you, John. We'll, we'll press on. Those were our, <laughs> those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we get to our breakfast in bed apologies. Our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. I think I'm going to do the only apology today. Last no week, way. I got a big oh, one. I got one, too. Oh, well, we all have apologies. Yeah. This is great. All right. Well, does anyone have anything they need to atone for? Chuck, I'll let you go first. Uh, this I don't know if it's connected, but John and I did a Patreon-only podcast yesterday where we talked about my four favorite players. Ooh. And if you thought we were having technical difficulties now, <laughs> we took two hours <gasps> to try to figure out a 30 minute podcast, but we, we got it done. <laughs> I am personally stunned. You guys had trouble. We, yeah, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> but on that, one of my players, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. My mouth is mushy today is uh, Daryl Dawkins. Oh, loved him. This is his wordplay, the way yeah. he handled himself. He was a chocolate thunder flying, robazine crying, teeth shaking, glass breaking, rump roasting, bun toasting, wham bam, glass breaker. I am jam. Man. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. So this is my I apology. Tried, I tried to say all that and failed. This is my <laughs> apology. Uh, we didn't know what robazine crying was, right? No, we didn't. Sounds it, like something you guys would know. It was Bill Robazine. Oh. Who, who was a player who, uh, after this dunk where he got dunked on so bad he had to leave the league chocolate thunder he is holding john keith is holding a daryl dawkins chocolate thunder shirt i just pulled it out wow. while you we were talking about it i'm that's that's it. outstanding that's it's mine it's so, mine chuck so here's the don't ever mess with keith's nba bona fides <laughs> it's an obsession here's where uh we should apologize bill robazine uh wasn't given the respect he deserved <laughs> Because uh, he killed himself like two years later. Oh, no. No, no, no. Daryl Dawkins killed him. Daryl Dawkins killed him. Is that is there a conspiracy? We've been over this. We just, he dunked on him. He's dead. And then he died. No. Did he really kill himself? Put, and ironically, you mentioned this in the podcast last week. He put a hose in his car. Oh, no. Oh, his, no. His, we're always never sure whether to leave in suicide jokes. Right. <laughs> They're clearly jokes, but. We're joking about it. Yeah. But it happened. Your life it, is valued. You're, you have friends. You're important, and there's a phone number you can call, I'm sure. Right. But I assume Robazine was something that you uh, you guys tracked down at, at Bonnaroo. Right, like Ro- Robitussin and Promethazine. Yeah. I'll do <laughs> I that. This, I, I thought this was some scissor or something. Yeah, we thought it was that purple drink. That's... Man, I'm never making fun of Timofey Mozgov ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. 
John, what's your uh, what's your apology? Boys, we really messed up last week. How's that? We had the chance to do something special. Remember how we made Chuck read that letter? Mm. Right. All we needed to do was bleep out the letter, the word thank every single time. Just bleep it out. Oh, yeah. And then end it with instead of the kawaii hand signal, just a big, beautiful middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) And tonally, it would have worked completely. Yeah. I like that. I believe that's Jimmy Kimmel's gag, the unnecessarily bleeping. I don't want to get get in trouble there. He does do that. I'm into it. It would have worked perfectly. Just Blank you, Pop. <laughs> I like yeah, I the like, great steal. I like the, that Kawhi, you know, his team took weeks to come up with that letter. Oh, my God. Carmelo wrote like a long couple, two, three paragraph essay to, to the Thunder. Right. For being there for nine months. Right. And having just a really terrible city to have an NBA franchise. <laughs> Carmelo seems like a really great guy unless you're physically on a basketball court with him. Oh, yeah. He seems awesome. No, I want to. Uh, whereas Kawhi just seems like John Wayne Gacy. Carmelo, I would like to go to a bodega with in New York City. Just like who he bodega is. Bodega count for the year is up to, I'm going to say 16. Yours? <laughs> the number of times you've said bodega. Bodega? <laughs> I, love, yes. I love bodegas. They're the best. It's your key phrase. It's your. It's it's like my Schadenfreude. So my apology. Oh. Also from last week's show. Last week we did we did a trivia show and, and it seemed reasonable. We were going to get some things mm-hmm. incorrect. You know we're we're doing a lot of analog trivia tracking, crossing names out, True. having lists of fifty. We actually did pretty well without making any big errors. But when we were talking about the guys who had the, the terrible shooting seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and one of our our listeners was like, "How come Rubio?" Where's Ricky Rubio? Where's Ricky is, Rubio? Is the big question. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that was a completely fair question where I was like, oh, wait, yeah. Ricky Rubio had some terrible uh, field goal shooting seasons. And so it's like, all right, um, there obviously is something going on with who qualified for the right. leaderboard. And I'm like, well, how does Ricky Rubio not qualify? So I was looking into it because there's a season Ricky Rubio started 82 games. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he was too swart. He shot 38% from the field. But didn't well, he, he didn't qualify? So I, I, I was looking into it. I, this is stunning. To qualify for the NBA's field goal percentage leaderboard, you have to make three hundred shots oh in a God. season. That seems really high. <laughs> so Ricky Rubio really took seven hundred shots one year, but because he was so bad at shooting, he didn't make three hundred. He doesn't qualify on the leaderboard. <laughs> oh my goodness! Tell me he made two ninety nine. No, Tell no, no he, so he made the two hundred. So, so this I, I started thinking like, like who else? Who, who the, else did we leave out? And like, what is this loophole? Why do you have to make? Th- it seems like it should be based on f- at least field goal attempts. Right. My thought is makes. like. If you take 500 shots in a season, mm-hmm. come on. like let's, 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 <laughs> We let, should let, be able to track how bad you are. Let, let's get them on the leaderboard. So I was looking up, uh, and actually my uh, my browser crashed, so hang on. This is like the Ghosts of Computers Past version of our podcast. I like being haunted. I think it gives us, in the machine style. It gives us our, our show texture. It's like listening to a podcast on vinyl. Oh, I'm cutting all Lawnmower this Lawnmower man, Jeff Fahey, is going to come out of Keith's computer screen. Ghost dad. <laughs> I'm telling you, Chuck, you got to get movie pass. I thought it was done. There's like, now it's like, now it's like movie pass lotto. Oh. So you like open it and you're like, is it working? Did they get the funding today? 
Mm. And then usually like some of the movies are available. You can't go cruising though. So I just looked this up, restarted the browser. There's all kinds of great names on this. Uh, guys who, who didn't quite hit 300 field goal attempts, who shot terribly. Uh, so even if you just cut it down to 200 makes, I mean, it is a, it is a highlight reel of Marco Bellinelli's, mm. of Corey Brewer's, yes. Al Farouk Amu's, mm. Bob Covington all over the place, uh, uh-uh, Derek uh-uh. Fisher, Randy Foy, Langston Galloway, Danny Green, Stanley yeah. John, everybody, like all the shooters who are bad, they're all here. And again, like just lowering it to 200 makes in a season adds uh, 80 names over the last 10 years, where we only had like, well, I think we had like 30 we were working with. So anyway, uh, I thought that was really interesting. But most importantly... Still the worst season ever, Kobe Bryant. Kobe there's still Bryant. No, there's nice. still no one who shot worse than Kobe Bryant. I saw that last. Uh, uh, I saw him playing that last year, and it was awful. His final season. But it, again, why is field goals made? Like, why is that the cutoff? It should be field goals attempted. If you start all 82 games, if you play like 1,600 minutes, mm-hmm. you should be able to out. That sounds like something. Uh-huh. The- you know how they how they look back at Bainesian statistics. Yeah. One day there will be I Shopping statistics, and there will be a old timey photo of you, Keith. Mm-hmm. That's this will be your legacy. That'd be great. I think that's probably something they put in with the players' union. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, man, if you're <laughs> yeah. really bad, we won't even count how many we'll, you make." We oh, will do, you, do you think you. the NBA <laughs> statistics requirements are collectively bargained? <laughs> that'd be that'd be incredible. <laughs> I they love should. That. This explains all those last second halftime heaves. Right after the clock, we got right, that rule changed. Right. Hey, here's a here's a early part fadeaway. Next week on the show, Monty McCutcheon is coming on. No NBA, way. NBA referee. Uh oh. My goal is to have rules changed after based this on the conversation. We've actually allotted kind of a longer bit of time. I am so afraid of this episode. It's going to be great. So you're going for eleven foot rims? I'm going for eleven foot rims. Really? No, I'm not. But that actually <laughs> takes us to. So those were our breakfast in bed. Apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, actually, spoiler, I'm not sure we're getting to our steak and eggs best thing. We're going to just mainly answer some listener-submitted questions from our Patreon supporters. The croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. All right, Monte World Peace asks, would basketball be better or worse if the rim were a foot higher? Should I try to get, uh, should I tell Monty McCutcheon, hey, pass us on to the league office. We need 11 foot rims. I wonder what like the, you know, how shots would change. Is it, are we going to increase field goal percentage? Less of them would go in, Chuck. But it's harder to defend a shot. I don't think the block shot's going to be the biggest issue. Mm. I mean, when you're, the when you're shooting a shot, it I'm gets blocked for Don, off DeAndre your hand. Gr- it's not Jordan to have a 0% field goal percentage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's fewer dunks. That's the worst. There's only going to be like 10, 10, 10 guys who can dunk. Right. <laughs> like DeAndre Jordan can still dunk. Right. LeBron will dunk. Marcus All will officially never go near the basket ever again. The dunk would now become. Or maybe he'll jump. Right. Maybe we'll see a Mark the Shark jump. The dunk becomes the home run. I think it's rare and exciting. I think this goes back to the old uh, basketball purist in quotation marks, like too many dunks ruining the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Like, do you like more layups and more? 
I, no, I, I can't imagine it being better. I'm just sick no. and tired of these black guys with their hair and their dunks. Right. <laughs> Let's even the playing field. If they couldn't dunk, they wouldn't be as good as they are MAGA. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have to put like a, a racist watermark under those to let people know it's a joke. I said MAGA. I, know. I think that's like. I'll, uh, I'm just worried about the aggregators, I'll go, Chuck. I'll go yes under the proviso. Can we also put in trampolines everywhere? Mm. Oh, yes. It is time for the return of, of the trampoline basketball. What's that? Slam ball. Slam, Slam ball. Slam ball. By the way, by Slam the way, or, or, my three-year-old. Broken fibia and tibia ball. My three-year-old <laughs> got invited to like one of those trampoline house birthday oh. parties. I don't want to take him. Kids he'll, just break bones. He'll just be fine. He'll go in like a bounce house. Like from a yeah, kid. Kids, kids do power, not break bones. Power listener Chris Howell's son broke his femur. At a uh, a trampoline bounce, yeah, bounce house. When That's they're three, character building, Keith. Yeah, right, it's true. When they're the pain, you know, it's important. R- when when they're that young, though, they like usher them into like the soft, fluffy. You know, I'm it's not trampolines. That. It's like a I just don't want to be have to be physically carrying around a four year old. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, like oh, your your leg's broken. Great, I have to carry you for mm-hmm. you know. That's nah, terrible. Now then, you just put him in the you put him in the dark place. <laughs> right in right. in the, pod- the sunken place in the podcasting area. All right. Uh, <laughs> Everything fe- breaks. Feeling Minnesota asks, if you take the Warriors and Rockets out of the mix, who is your singular Western Conference dark horse that might make some noise in the playoffs? Uh, Thunder? I don't know. Well, I, think, so, I guess the question is, if you think those guys are, are clearly the top two teams in the uh, West, who's yes. third? James Harden is fat. James Harden is throwing cell phones and uh, on roofs, on roofs and strip clubs. Apparently, yeah, he's he's taking the law in his own hands, and he's also taking ham sandwiches. Apparently, because he's like thirty pounds overweight. I mean, I'm not sure. I have the Rockets as number two in the West. I guess I do. Yes, you do. I think. Well, I think it's. Third. I think it's Thunder. Thunder or Jazz. Give me. Give me Portland. Yeah. Give me Portland for fun. Yeah. After Play the like three seed, seed. La- after the three seed last year, you're, you're still on board. You yeah, I think they're the up? dark horse. Uh, also, Kevin Durant ethered Portland. Uh, CJ McCollum is still embarrassing himself. <laughs> this is terrible news. <laughs> he just said it was disgusting that uh, used, Boogie Cousins went to the Warriors. Yeah. That was the equivalent of a rap battle of like uh, Jay Z versus Vanilla Ice. I'm worried about the Blazers after this summer. Like I like if yeah. Seth Curry is healthy, he was really good two years ago. He can be a good backup, but I don't I don't get what the Blazers are doing. Nah. Blazers are just holding steady. But every year you're like, why? Well, and then Dame just brings them to There's, the third seat. For the Jazz, there's some concern to me that last year, you know, they got hot and now teams after a year of looking at Donovan Mitchell to figure it out. They got tape. But all of their second half of the year, like from January on Jazz stats are incredible. They right. had two of the best three lineups in the NBA. Yeah. They're bringing back everybody, so you have that cohesion. Like maybe you would like them to add a little more firepower, but if Donovan Mitchell gets better, seems like the Jazz are. I mean, when when Gobert played, they were incredible, insane. And like Ru- right. Ricky Rubio going out in the playoffs, we didn't get to see what actually would have happened. You know, I like your Jazz answer better just because I feel like Billy Donovan is a really large albatross <laughs> really yeah yeah i can't i I, 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 I I worry about the thunder a little bit i mean they have a great team but but yeah the jazz seem to me if they get a full season out of gobert can be something but i, I still feel like this is a <clears throat> the gulf between the best teams in the west i mean it's it's larger than the gulf in the east which which is a pretty large gulf well speaking of the east 
Feeling Minnesota also asks, considering how unbalanced talent in the conferences, how unbalanced talent is in the conferences, who are some strange Eastern Conference all-star dark horses you could see making the squad? Give me some. Does Gordon Hayward count as a as a dark horse or no? No, I don't no. think he does. I mean, I, I think he's. Okay. So I don't any, know if he'll be full strength. But. So you would say dark horse is just whatever, like somebody on a team who. I, I'm saying Brooke Lopez Bucks. <laughs> A center. That is a dark, dark horse. What about Bam uh, a potato? No. For, no? Bam Abadayo. Similarly dark but Gore, horse. So, so, like, if you look, I mean. There's no big man. Really. I'm trying to decide. Like, Blake Griffin should get back in just on sheer numbers. Oh, yeah. Assuming the Pistons are, are in the running. Yeah, he'll get in. If Porzingis plays two games for the Knicks, yes. he'll get in. He could. He should get voted in, probably. How many Knicks are yeah. making it? But, uh, God. I mean, they don't have anyone. Um, Kevin Knox. <laughs> oh, God, he was so. Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke. Um, uh, yeah, Kevin Knox, uh, uh, Frankie Nicotine. It's a starting five will probably be Knicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. A I think. I think you can see a thing if if the Raptors or, I mean, Raptors, Celtics, Sixers are going to get so many All Stars probably. Yeah, just so many All Stars. Those three teams are going to probably be sixty percent of the of the All Star roster 70 i don't know i made that number up so it feels good i mean <laughs> i mean oladipo's gonna make it yeah. middle middleton might finally make it chris darker auto porter that's my super dark i'll go aaron gordon yeah mm-hmm. like aaron that? gordon could yeah i can't even remember did, did kimball walker really ever nice make stats? it did kimball was kimball walker an all-star last year i don't know yes yes no Dragic. he has made it Right? I'm not making this up. Or is he just oh, a yeah, perennial snub guy? He he, yeah, he made okay. two two consecutive. I thought so. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I, if I can't say Gordon Hayward and, and Keith's taking Chris Middleton, I'll say Aaron Gordon. But I don't believe that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. No. I wouldn't. I mean, are any Bulls going to make it? No. Um, How about any rookies? Are we getting Wendell Carter? How about anybody from the Heat? I mean, the Heat, Gordon no. Dragic. Dragic. I can't believe he, he made maybe Whiteside if he's like his numbers are. Where great. is Whiteside going to go? go? But like he's probably going to. Who knows? They might try to inflate his value to trade him, and then next you know he's an all star. Why didn't they do that in the last two years? That's such a great question, John. And I hate that I loved him when he first was. I can't believe I was you brought never Whiteside been more in here. That's wrong awesome. about a player than uh, Hassan Whiteside. I'm trying to decide well, who, who, who the jump. big snub's going to be. Because I feel like it's going to be there, there. Actually, aren't going to be that many weird ones. Because I mean, you have all guys who've made it before. You right. have the Bradley Beals and the John Walls. Schroeder. He is on the Thunder. Oh, he is now. He's in the West, brother. <laughs> we was... should do that game of Trey Young. Thing. Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young could do it. I don't John know. Collins. Let's do Chuck's All Stars: Whiteside, Schroeder, <laughs> James Worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dark horses. This is what I'm doing. It is a dark horse. Schroeder might get Schreuder traded. Could get traded back. One. He could, he, could, Look, he could get traded back. In in my weird fantasy worlds, it can happen. Yeah, I like I like imagining that Kevin Knox gets voted in or something. <laughs> he Frank, averages Frankie. 20, he averages twenty points per game on on thirty three percent shooting. <laughs> That's gonna be great. All right. Um, hey, is this a good? St- let me let me. I'm gonna get off. Uh, call those people, tell them I'm going to be 
like 20 minutes late and call you right back, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. All right, we, we lost John for a second. Chuck. Trent asks, can we just talk about John until he comes back? Yes. Okay. How... <laughs> How many podcasts should a person attend in person? I mean, you to have fulfill to fulfill the obligation. We got to do on once, podcast. once a month. We got to talk. He's a, he's just uh, he's just a gentle soul. But this, you know, that he's a rolling ball of butcher blades. He's much like me. But at least <laughs> I'm trying. I I'm not one to talk. I had the whole Denver de- debacle. You've come to the podcast. I've co- I come to podcast. You come to podcast. I do. You should come to podcast. I don't. That's the lowest bar we could possibly set. You got to show up. You have to come to podcast. He's the Phil Jackson of the podcast. He's. Oh, well, he's just. He's. He, I, I'm not coming. I'm not coming to that. He's just like I'll Skype in. I'll call in. I'll, let you. I'll call in. I'm no, we, first, he'll probably take walk. 20 minutes before he calls back. What I would have wanted to do is like he call back and then we pretend like we haven't been talking crap about. Oh well, we, we can do that still. No, and then we'll see if he listens to the Let's, podcast. Uh, his hair's awful looking. He's just got this high... Maybe that's it. His hair looks terrible. Chuck, are you going to talk to John about his hair? No. I don't feel like I can do it. I'm never going to do We're it. We're not first. that close. No, I never tell him how, how awful he looks ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not the person. No. No. You in, in this relationship, there's a lot... It, the three of us, it's funny. There's a lot of, like, we all go to the other four... Hey, this guy, you know he's being yeah. like that today. Yeah, 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 he is. But Our, I, I would say... I'd assume you and John have incredible the, conversations the about me. The Fast Break Breakfast podcast power setup <laughs> is much like a dysfunctional front office. It is. We don't speak to each other. Nope. Uh, we save it for the show. That's what it is. We leave, we leave it on the show. We show up on draft night, right. and you're like, Stauskas? 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 Let's do it. <laughs> this episode is our oh, Nick by the way, episode. I gave George Hill $40 million. <laughs> oh, by the way, how much you think Zebo's worth? But that's what, Double it. That's, that's what great. I gave him. <laughs> that's what's great about this show is that no one cares. <laughs> if they actually cared about us like Sacramento fans care about, about that pa- How about that Patreon uh, Which Coach is Getting Fired series? Here comes John. Hey, oh, hey, John. John. Hey. We've just been plowing through these we just songs. We've just been lies so we can podcast as long as we want. Yay. This is, this is a throwback to year one when Chuck had a boss that would call him. Mm-hmm. And Chuck <laughs> yes. would just make up. Lies. Oh, man, the alternator? I don't even know what's going on. But I got my alternator guy looking at it. I'll probably be a few hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks sorry. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Yeah. That's when you're valuable. You don't need to be around as much. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Trent asks, what NBA or WNBA player, current or retired, would you like to see start a weekly podcast? Which NBA um, WNBA player? Bison Deli. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Bill Robazine. I those are both very good answers. My answer was going to be none. There's too many podcasts. Yes, don't do a podcast. Except if you're for listening. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher, if you're listening, oh, start God. a podcast. Yeah, start Jeff a- Fisher, Titans uh, former coach. Yes. Oh yeah, I spoke about this him is a genius. lot. On, on when last did you when podcast. did you decide this? King of the mullet. I mean, uh, when I talked to Dave Schilling earlier this week on our uh, episode, we talked a lot about. Uh, 
day, I mean, about Jeff Fisher and how much I want him to have a podcast with me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Steak Tips Burgundy asks, by the way, guys, quit changing your handles. Uh, but I love you, Brandon. You can call yourself quit, whatever. Quit changing your handles on paper. I think that one's for life. Uh, what are the odds Mike Conley is a useful player this year and does not miss half the season? Mike, what? Mike Conley is I'd give played... it 50% odds. Yeah. 50%. You're that low? What do I not know? Here's I know that he can't play year. basketball. I know that he we posted a video on Instagram I know. of working out, which means you're not healthy. I know. He <laughs> cannot get a technical foul if he tried. That's true. He, he can't. Can. Yeah, he if he tried to get a tech, they would probably the, the Marty McCutcheon would. That's a question. Marty McCutcheon. Marty Marty McCutcheon. It's fine. M- Marty, Mary, Mary McCutcheon. <laughs> I'm gonna start off by saying Mary. Mary McCutcheon. That's a power move. That's yeah. how you. Hey, that's good called to- negging. <laughs> Morty. <laughs> Morty McCutcheon. Morty. What's your Morty, favorite? Morty experience? McCutcheon. <laughs> and use a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, now that that's the one thing. He never gets attacked. He almost like doesn't care. Well, he got that one, and he got rescinded. Yeah, he got, yeah, they took that well, back. I asked him, oh, when he was Mike, gi- I'm sorry. I, I was there when he was given his sportsmanship right. man of the year award, mm-hmm. and I asked him, does he ever feel like maybe he needs to step it up <laughs> and get it and get a tech? And he's like, and he gave me the boy and for smiles. <laughs> I remember that was one of the highlights. We actually got a like a press pass. That was the best. Oh yeah. I still haven't. I've still yet to say Keith Parrish. Cub reporter Keith Fast Parrish. break breakfast. <laughs> I, I've say, I say Keith Parrish fan sided. Or, um, or the step back. I've been a little too nervous. I got to get that sound bite just so I can have it for the podcast. Speaking you, of sound bites. How scared do you get when you're in that situation? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I mean, I, I've, I've been in the press conferences with, with Pop. Right. Where, again, at a Grizzlies game, they're hilarious because no one's there. Mm-hmm. There's like six right. people in the room and no one asks Pop a question. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about to ask Pop a question. I'll ask Pop a question. But if I do, because, I, I mean, there's the nervousness of, one, I want to get future press passes mm-hmm. so you can't go outlandish and it somehow embarrass the team right. that you're there. But I, But as far as, like, asking J.B. Bickerstaff a question or Mike Conley a question... Not really at all, because those guys are both incredibly personable and easy to talk to, and they always try. Like JB Biggerstaff tries really hard to accept every question as important. So, mm-hmm. not I don't know. There's some nerves, but not that many. Keith, I'll make you a deal. I'll go and ask any question you want, but I get to do it in my Nate Duncan ambient voice. As long as it's your press credentialed under y- your movie podcast. Yes. Under Keith Parrish, fast break, right. break fart, or you can just break fart. You can identify yourself. You just say, uh, "Danny, Danny Larue, fart break, break fart." Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. What is? <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, let's um, moving on. Chair Bear Champion has a handful of questions. These are some some good topics. I don't understand how he phrased the question, but I will read it verbatim as he pays us money monthly. Hmm. Sometimes we say that we don't have the words for something. Well, I want your word on these questions. Kawhi to the Raptors. Who cares? The word? I, yeah, I don't know if we're looking for a word association. Meh. Okay. Meh. No. Uh, s- smart business by the Raptors. He wants a word, John. I'm going to say be- transient. Yes. Uh, okay. Or brief. Rental. <laughs> Maybe, okay, so we're going to go with one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll go hobo also. I'll go with Keith. I'll follow Keith. Uh, all right. DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors. Disgusting has already been taken by C.J. McCollum. Okay. 
rich man's Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> Is that all hyphenated? It's a hyphenated. Yeah. Um, 2K-esque. Oh, oh, okay. I like it. All right. I was Video go. game like. High hyphen comedy. High comedy. <laughs> High comedy. It's great. Uh, Philadelphia Curse. This is referring to Zyre Smith breaking a foot or something and being out again um, with their track record of all their guys getting hurt, mm-hmm. going back through the process days. Philadelphia Curse, incompetence or just unfortunate? I mean, uh, he just doesn't see the bigger picture, man. This is this is their their M.O., the first year fake injury. Oh, right. Right. Sit it out every Sit year. Sit it out. Try to get him that rookie of the year next year. Red shirt. Yeah. I was He'll going come back to say get that rookie question mark of the year question mark. Mm-hmm. I was going to say generational sin. Ooh. These are the sins of the father being passed down onto the children like right. a curse. <laughs> right. So I guess I will go under Philadelphia curse. Yes. Mm. That's uh, yes being being my one answer. Uh, no, I don't believe in that stuff. So my word would be uh, Wait, unfortunate. You believe in a sky demon that'll punish you if no, you I masturbate. Don't. No. But you don't believe in a generational curse? Not anymore. Okay. All right. At DMT. Finally, <laughs> predictions for healthy Celtics. I don't know if we can we can get more than one word here. What's your predictions for a healthy Celtics roster? Hopeful. I want to see Hopeful's what they look like. Full strength. Brad Stevens with all his pieces doing his, you know, doing his chess work. With some of the, you know, but with the some of the best talent in the East, and another year of Tatum and Brown and Semi Ojale and all these guys that they have, you know, built in. Not just the guys coming back, you know, but the guys that got good. And Terry Rozier doesn't have to be counted on; and he could just fill in those minutes when he can be a, a beast. Yeah. So I guess my prediction would be uh, high, high hopes, or whatever. I guess my word is is overstuffed. The roster, there's too much. There's a lot of talent. You're going to have every single game people questioning who should probably be in as like the closing lineup. Right. There's just too there, there's too many guys. In a town where people talk. That sounds like an excellent problem to have. It's a great problem to have when you've been bad and you're, you're progressing forward as a franchise. When you're a team who right now uh, their expectations are astronomical. I mean, it's finals. People think they are supposed to make the finals. Yeah. We know Brad Stevens can turn uh, like a, a team with like mid thirties wins talent into a forty win team, right. or forties wins talent into a fifty win team. Can he take a team that has mid fifties win talent right. and and make them a sixty win team? Yeah, make them even better. Right. Can he juggle all these they guys? Won, Kyrie they won what, Gordon, like fifty four games last year was. They won a ton of games last year. Wouldn't know. Who I mean, Gordon. but they knew uh, who they had to play. They knew these guys were getting a bunch of minutes every night. They knew coming down to it who their best players were. I think it's going to be a big question. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying the Celtics aren't going to be the best team in the East. I think. Yeah. I think they they likely are. Like it's them or the Raptors for me. I think Sixers are slightly behind, but those two. Mm-hmm. But for me, the question, the roster, the answer to the question for me, overstuffed. There's too many guys. I don't know I, how it's going to work. I think they have this wonderful situation when it comes to chemistry with that team because of the way they went through to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals with this team of like rough, you know, ragged, uh, injured dudes, and they now have this identity that when they add these superstars back, they're going to, I think. Uh, focus on the finals, and that'll get them there. With Brad Stevens, I don't think it's a problem. It's a good answer. All right. These three words, yes, I'll use uh, Daddy's Always Happy. Daddy's Always Happy. Daddy's and, Always Happy. Uh, well, 
and this and really uh, the other word I thought about using is offensive because it is offensive that they have all these players coming back and they're going to be so good. And it's also this is a team that had no offensive firepower last year. They were the best, best defensive team, but they were below average offensively. So now that they're actually adding some guys who can, you know, score and, you know, play offensive basketball, I think, you know, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, the, the sky's the limit for them. Um, we have another uh, – every week, Liam Marcus Cousins asks me about uh, how I'm going to react to Marcus Smart winning an NBA championship. Now, that's some hubris Yeah, <laughs> because the Western Conference does, in fact, exist – I was just going to skip that question again, John. But what's that? I, I was planning to skip that question again. I know, I know. <laughs> skipping that question was my favorite tradition of the croissant questionnaire. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I do think they're going to be really, really good, and I, I, I can't think of a guy better suited to, especially with his history with Hayward, uh, and and you know he got almost a full year of Kyrie last year. That's another thing that we like to pretend that Kyrie missed. The entire season last year, but he didn't. Yeah, but is Marcus he played Smart, a lot of games for Kyrie? Is Marcus Smart going to be happy uh, cheering from the bench? I mean, I just don't think guys like Marcus Smart and Terry Rose, and I think Marcus Smart will still play a lot. But I don't think Terry Rozier not getting to play is a big deal. No, it's not a big deal. And I think the personalities on that team melt. I mean, Al Horford is that kind of calming locker room presence veteran mixed with guys who are hungry and want to prove themselves outside of places in a, in a new landscape in the East. I think it's going to be great for them. They're almost a lock for 60 wins for Ooh, me. Beasel five ten asks, which of these bad players will have the best year? Zach Levine, Javari Parker or Car- or Carmelo Anthony. Wow. Um, Great question. So I think of those three, the one who, the only one who even has the potential to have an actual good year to me, and this is very small percentage, is Jabari Parker because I have an irrational belief that he might have something. Uh, I think statistically, Zach Levine can put up numbers. Yeah. So he could have a statistically impressive season, I think, while still being the worst. But he's going to dunk on everybody. What are you talking about? I mean, I love his dunks. He's a dunker, but he hits those contested threes. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't know because he's still what, like twenty one. He's uh, still young. Sure. I no, mean, no. Post post torn ACL. Yeah, but it takes but a yeah, couple years still, he, to come back from that. So he, he, he might I mean, have, but Jabari has two torn ACLs. So right. And I still think both of them have a better chance than uh, Carmelo. Although Carmelo, I mean, Carmelo could be useful on the Rockets. I just don't think we're looking at uh, a return to Nuggets glory or anything like that. Oh no. He sucks. I'm like kind of pulling. I like Carmelo. I'm pulling for him on the Rockets Ew. as much as I don't ever normally cheer for He's anyone gross. on the Rockets. He's Is gross. He gross. He's a racist. He hates Jeremy Lin so much. He just extinguished him from New York City. He That's did it. His Are ego. you going to watch the Rockets now, Keith? Uh, yes, I am. They got James wow. Ennis. Really? James Ennis. Who everyone the, says is good, though the, he can't stick on bad teams. Right. He which I don't. He couldn't play four. I for like Miami. James Ennis, and if you've listened to our show for a long time, you know I thought he should have been playing way more minutes when he was on the Grizzlies. He, they, you know, they, they had a chance to beat the Spurs if they just played James Ennis all that season instead of Chandler Parsons. Mm-hmm. But 
Once again, it's another team where everyone's like, oh, James Ennis, he's a good 3 and D guy. It's like the Pistons didn't even want him. Right. The Grizzlies didn't at even want point, him. Yeah, at for what like, point are you just going to acknowledge that he sucks? Right. <laughs> right. That's that's the question. We're like, well, I don't know Everyone's why. Everyone's like, oh, this is the year he gets it. He gets it. So it's funny that they smells expect more him. Yeah, mm. maybe just bad hygiene. People he could be just a stinky dude. Don't like being around him. Uh, also, another question. Oh, wait, where is this question? Uh, oh, also, f- we'll go back to feeling Minnesota. How naive and delusional am I being for getting kind of excited about an occasional Anthony Davis and Jalil Okafor pairing? The poor man's Jaleel Okafor? The poor <laughs> man's DeMarcus Cousins? Mm. Oh. Hey, you, you need a guy who's, who can uh, score but doesn't do much else? Huh? Huh? That worked out Wait, well you, for him. I'm, I'm confused. Are you calling him a poor man's DeMarcus Cousins? I know you're hating. I feel like I am am. the leader of the DeMarcus Cousins criticizing Mm -hmm. brigade. And that's too, that's not even a good joke, John. (laughs) (laughs) No, look, I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I I don't know what Jaleel Okafor can do. Like really on like, I mean, you don't want to put Jaleel Okafor and Julius Randall out there. Right. I don't think you want to put him out there with Nikola Miritich. You can. Wow. yeah. Yeah. I don't like the Pelicans are My grabbing guys. My sphincter is twitching. They're grabbing guys like it's 2K. Like, oh right. yeah, this guy, yes. or like it's Madden or something. Like, oh yeah, Jaleel Okafor, he was good. He's a top two pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just add him. It's like, right. I, don't, I don't know how he fits with yeah. your team. And now you like, you know, like the idea of you can create the minutes pairing where Miritich, sense. Randall, Davis works out. But again, those are three of your most talented players, and right. you can't play them at the same time, really. Yeah, I mean, Mertz, you know, slides to the three some, but Okafor, no, I don't. I think you are naive. I think at some point we have to say this guy can't play; he's not really an NBA player. I mean, I th- think that- the people are forgetting who they signed in the offseason and the role that Rotich is expected to play. I mean, they were killing with him full time at so the four. Good. Uh, yeah, also, but Okafor's deal. I mean, it is good for the Pelicans. It's an incredibly team-friendly friendly deal. I think only $50,000 of it is guaranteed for this season, and wow. it's, and, but it's a team option for the second season. So this is really just a training camp deal. I mean, that's all it is. But If, if somehow Anthony Bennett didn't exist, this would be the most incredible fall from grace. It's an unbelievable fall. It's even a bigger fall from grace, I, I feel like, because he put up stats. I mean, yes, he, yeah. they, they were bad, but just putting up those raw stats, 16 and 10, from being a top-two pick, you're like that's a good you know that seems like he's going to work out and then to be yeah, isn't nothing there since then to is work crazy. On there? I don't know. It seems weird. It's like a mini Kaepernick situation where, as outsiders, it's kind of like what is why what could possibly oh you think he's getting be? blackballed like Kaepernick? What does that have to do with Kaepernick? I mean, yeah, like because everyone looks at Kaepernick and you're like, well, he obviously can do something. He's put up stats. What what do we not know? With with Okafor, I kind of feel similarly like. How bad is this guy when he was putting up, you know, like 17 and 10? I feel like you're implying Colin Kaepernick is not in the NBA because of ability. Is not in the NFL because of ability. I'm I'm implying like, is there something (laughs) about Jaleel Okafor we don't know that's not ability? Or like Mm. Nerlens Noel. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just really strange Does Nerlens Noel actually just fart the entire national anthem and it's really offensive to everyone? Mm -hmm. That's why Nerlens Noel can't get a job anywhere? (laughs) I can't believe Nerlens Noel's on the thunder. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Carolyn Snowell like might get to do stuff this year. <laughs> What's wrong with all these ex process picks who are actually terrible? Right. Turns out they're all terrible. Are they? Turns out every hinky pick was terrible. Yeah. 
If you looks can't, like it. If you can't get looked at uh, in uh, Dallas with and and get help, right? With Maxi Kleber and right. Sala Mejri in your way, right? If you can't if you can't climb Mount Mejri. <laughs> what if Joel Embiid never got healthy? Then what would we be thinking about Hingy? I don't know. We'd be giving them we we give them the offseason A's because as David Roth said, uh GM cosplay is what people love. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you win, as long as you make moves that like make sense. Right. Like, all right, cool. That's yeah. good. It's the take machine. We're all part of the hot take industrial complex. Junk on gave the Brooklyn Nets both of them. Gave them we don't normally do this for non-transformational summers. Gotta give the Nets an A. <laughs> like, what? Why? What are they gonna win? They're That's not gonna a fun win. Team, what, though. what have the Nets done? They win, they win 26 games or less every Got year. rid of Darren Williams. Congrats. They What's did the... they did trick teams to take Jeremy Lin and uh, Dwight Howard, which is pretty okay. good. I mean, those are good okay. moves. Oh, those are good moves. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying anyway those are good moves. I'm just saying guys, it's all C pluses. Like yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, when you're not trying to win, it's easy to make moves that are like, yeah, that's a fine move. Because we're not trying to win, so it doesn't matter. Tell it to Chris Wallace, Jesus, and Joseph. Yeah. Mm. Hey, we got uh, we got Shelvin Mack. Grizzlies are going to be good. We got, <laughs> we, got, we got Garrett Temple, who apparently has been a lifetime friend of Chris Wallace because of the LSU connection. Mm. Wow. Speaking of LSU. Yes, Chuck. We had a, a, a Nashville. Let's close it, close it down with close some big it out. news. Uh, Nashville had a sighting yesterday, a Shaquille O'Neal sighting two, two days ago. Chuck, you weren't supposed to show up unless you got a tattoo with Shaq. I know. And You're here. Did you, did you track a what, shack? What happened? I tried to track a shack and I couldn't hack this track a shack. Couldn't hack it. Couldn't crack it. So he was couldn't in crack Nashville. Couldn't crack the hack a track a shack. Yes, he was in Nashville. I find out when my best friend, one of my best friends, uh, JD Tucker, uh, texted me a photo of him and Shaquille O'Neal at his store. Degenerate. Hail dark aesthetic. He is a reprobate. Yes. He is the truest form of that yes. word. Um, so he's such a good, awful person. He is <laughs> he is to me what uh I am to John is like this person yeah. I care for, even though I'm myself or am a complete mess. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. God, you're insightful. So today. but but Shaq was <laughs> Shaq was at his store. He he didn't give you a heads up. Shaq no, Shaq was in there for twenty five seconds. He was a you know, filming a thing. Shaq's a collector. I'm buy a whole line. See you later. Bye. He's, yeah, he's a collector of taxidermy. Walks oh. into the store, heard there's taxidermy. JD has a full mount lion that we brought back from New York City and asked him about the price of the lion. He's like, Well, that's a good price. And then left. <laughs> Took a picture and left. I found out on from a, like a local the local news Twitter feed mm-hmm. that he actually ate not a half a mile from my house. Really? And Mark I was Eddie very Bees? disappointed. You know, he was at Bar Taco. Ew. Oh. Yeah. Why? What is oh that? God. It's just Terrible. like a. It's just like a like a who cares taco place. It's like a. It's like a. Yeah. It's it's, it's taco the gentrified taco. Right. I'm G- excited. This gives me a bit of a preamble for like when we watch a documentary on Shaq being broke, and it's like. Yeah, I bought like six hundred lions. <laughs> well, I mean, he bought a plane. I, I, think, I, think, I think he could buy all the lions. As as Shaq's money manager, you can buy all the lions yeah. you want, and look, don't buy planes. Yeah, and that's like that's actually a thing. Like you can make money you doing that. He, My friend you makes think, like, a living. Warren Sapp style, he leases he leases the taxidermy. <laughs> right. <laughs> he does rentals. JD. All right. <laughs> well, all those questions that we were answering were were submitted by our Patreon supporters, the Croissant questionnaire if you want to submit your own question you can do that by becoming a patreon supporter at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast 
also this he, leads us to our doggy bag. Oh, we got to right. off the op and dime of the week in the off season. John is giving away now for, I guess, well, like six more weeks. Yes. Only six mm. more weeks. We are giving away <laughs> to a random Patreon supporter, just a doggy bag of uh, some fun NBA collectibles from uh, his prize cabinet. So who's the, uh, who's the doggy bag winner of the week? Randomly selected by a number generator. It was the one, the only, the all father, the slack daddy, oh, Sam Wilkinson. Sammy. Sam Wilkinson. He deserves it. He does what deserve a good it. person. He does deserve it. I was happy when the when it clicked to number twenty three. By the way, I mean, jump man, jump. You'd man. be happy. We love all our children equally, except for the slack daddy, Sam Wilkinson. Slack daddy. That's right. I, I do play favorites. My girlfriend gets mad that I have a, a ever shifting amorphous hierarchy of pets. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where's and I and I loudly proclaim it, and whenever one of them does something terrible, I tell them, "You have just moved to fifth on the list." <laughs> I don't. That's I don't understand your girlfriend's of opinion of loving all your pets equally. That actually does seem insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like how yeah. she's adamant about it. That's wild. No, the world's not equal. Yeah. Well, when your uh, when your uh, <laughs> loins are drying up like ours, Keith, they become your children. <laughs> I hope my loins dry up. <laughs> I have my babies. I gotta get. <laughs> One uh, more person. Pregnant. Well, anyway, so congratulations, <laughs> Sam. Uh, if you guys want to enter, you got you got six more weeks to try to win a, a prize pack from old Uncle John. Also, we have fantasy basketball coming up that you have to be a Patreon supporter to be a part of. Um, there's some bonus videos. I reviewed my Dippin' Dots, the bonus episode that Chuck and John tried to create. Uh, that will be released. They never 30 make it. minutes of technical difficulties and cursing. There you go. So all of that is at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Parfait away, gentlemen. Got one. What are we looking forward to? Dwayne Wade announcing this is his last season. I thought he called it fake news. Is it real now? No, this is what I've... I mean, this is this 16 hours ago that my... Oh, uh, wait. No, no, wait, no. no. Way too late. Dwayne's already tweeted fake news. Oh. So oh, gotcha. Got me. You, well, you, you um, got. that's why you come here, guys, to get uh, your facts checked. Got, got, got. Mm-hmm. All right, then, then uh, don't retire. Wherever Dwayne Wade ends up, that's a great thing to look forward to. I think he's going to play for Miami, no? Can he, he go could. somewhere else? I, I th- thought it's funny that like none of the Heat's free agents have gone anywhere. Why would you leave Miami? Luke Babbitt. Taxi. Jordan Mickey. Mm, Jordan Mickey's nice. Is Udonis Haslam still a Heat, Chuck? He, Forever. He, he the can, noodle. He'll never. Udon noodle. The Udon noodle. <laughs> he'll never not be. He's gonna roll right uh, into the you know organization. He's whatever gonna work as a video guy or something. Well, my my pro- I, yeah, go Sean. I am looking forward to the continuous, continued Machiavellian machinations of Steve Ballmer, <laughs> setting himself up for the future, firing Bruce Bowen Classic. because he was a Kawhi besmircher, and he knows that he needs every possible wrinkle to get Kawhi. So Bruce Bowen fired from the Clippers broadcast. I love the, what the Clippers are doing. We've got those weird injury-prone guys like Pat Beverly and Milos Teodosic backed up by uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Like, I think all the pieces are there, boys. Not it's going to ba- be fun. Not backed up for long. I'm all in on Shy Gildress. Yeah, I, I, I think I missed the Gildress, portion. Of, did you guys do that part? Did no. you guys do that part of the show? Which part of the uh, show? That's, that's my rookie of the year sleeper. Oh, that's good. We didn't talk about rookies. Oh, we need a rookie of these. Yeah, we, we, skip, we, we skipped, skipped that question. It. Next week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to my parfait away is related to the schedule is out. 
There's all kinds of fun, tasty things on the schedule. There's a couple of good Memphis weekends. We'll be setting up our Memphis Grizzlies watch parties in Nashville. So that'll be fun to get our watch parties back on the calendar. I think another part fadeaway. I think Dylan Brooks is coming on in a couple weeks. Going to talk oh. some Grizzlies basketball oh. with him. I, oh my God. I might be uh, telling jokes at the Basement East in front of Joe Mandy. Oh, there you go. Right. When's Joe Man- Mandy coming? Mandy. Mandy. Mand. I gotta ask. Mondi. Mondi. I've seen Did his Joe name. Did Mondi play for the Grizzlies? Help me here. He used to. He's a he's five foot two. Ah. He's a comic. He he wrote for Parks and Recreation. Yeah, and funny guy. He's a comic. He's a, and, oh, yeah. a sitcom writer. Yeah, but yeah, I get to tell jokes. And a huge Minnesota Timberwolves fan. He's a fan of the NBA. Yeah. He I'm, does. I'm reeling from this Dylan Brooks stuff. Oh yeah. Yes. That is an actual Grizzlies player. That is not. Uh, it only took us five that years. That is not Brandon Wright. It's not, not Wade Baldwin. Right. It's, not, it's, not, it's not Wade Baldwin. Friends of the show. That's not uh, WB40. That no. is an act. Keith, I'm getting nervous. No, I'm happy. Can you give me an, an over the phone autograph? Did we? Did we make it? Well, uh, did, well, the, the Grizzlies are actually coming. Dylan Brooks is coming to an, a Sounds game on September second. Oh. John, is this going to be in person? <gasps> yeah, yeah, he'll be here in person Sunday, September second. Will you 2nd. touch the hem of his garment for me? Sure, we'll shake hands like normal people. No, but you should do that. <laughs> no, do you mind hem. if I touch the hem of your shorts? Yeah, we should. Can you make heal it. my hemorrhage? We should make it. Like, are you going to meet him, or is it going to be a phone call? The interview? Yeah, phone in person. Uh-huh. But he's going to be here well, in you person. Look him deep in the eye. Look him directly in the eye and go. We'll always have your rookie season. Didn't you guys go to? The, did you guys go to the Sounds game yeah. last year and meet Wade, meet Wade Baldwin? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. No. I wanted I'm banned to. from the Sound Stadium. Oh yeah, that's reasonable. John heckles at Vanderbilt games, <laughs> and uh, gets bad, so he's not allowed <laughs> to where they play. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, sorry that came back to bite you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll have another again. Those episodes coming out. Monty McCutcheon and Dylan Brooks. Uh, we'll have a full episode sometime in the next two weeks, probably. Wow. We'll uh, we'll get it going, and then it's. I mean, it's it's time for butter or worse. I know. We got to do our parquet previews and then the over-unders. Avo- the avoiding the over-unders back. has been so difficult. I know. I like. I try not to. I try not to look at them all. It's been great for podcast listening. I just delete everyone's podcast because everyone's doing their over-unders right. now. I'm like, I, I can't hear that. No. Delete. Anyway, so uh, that's stuff to look forward to. Again, if you want the bonus content, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? San Antonio. I've been going back and forth the last few weeks trying to figure out the right things to say. And it comes down to two simple words. Thank you. My family and I want to say thank you to the entire Spurs organization and the people and fans of San Antonio. Thank you to every one of my teammates I've played with over my seven years in the NBA. Thank you. Pop, I'll always be grateful for my growth under your guidance. Thank you to the fans. There is not a more passionate or dedicated fan base than what I witnessed in San Antonio. Throughout all the ups and downs, I'm glad there were many more ups. I'll never forget 
what we shared and accomplished together. While I am looking forward to the next chapter in my career, I'll always remember the city and the people of San Antonio. F*** you. Kawhi Leonard. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.